All right, we're we're live again. Femi. What's, what's going on? Femi and Ferrari. Let's <laughs> do it. I'm beginning to think that we'll do more and more podcasts because actually it's kind of my therapy. I don't know about you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to this. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. You know, it's a, a beautiful Monday afternoon here in West Seattle. Got the windows open, sun is shining. Uh can't really ask for much more considering the circumstances, but uh here we are in this Day 12 of no live sports, Mike. How you holding up? Uh, you know, honestly, not good. <laughs> Just, you know. It took 40 seconds for us to fake through it. <laughs> well, you know, we've worked together since August now. <laughs> And I don't pull any punches. I just don't. And <laughs> and, and and I love the fact that you don't either. And uh, yeah, no, I I, uh, I I'm so aware of the fact that opening day was supposed to be on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I spent some time on the phone with Riley Foreman of the Seattle Storm today. She does PR. Just a really cool person. And uh, she, too, is a huge baseball fan. And I feel sorry for the city. You know, we were supposed to have opening day. Riley was going to go to her first opening day. Wow. This year. And and she can. Uh, there'll be other ones. There'll be other ones. We got to hold on, on to that. But, you know, uh, the funniest thing happened last night, Femi, to tell you the truth. My, my family and I, we've been spending a lot of time together. And luckily, we, we all like each other. I feel <laughs> sorry a, for those who don't. That's always so good. You, so, you know that show that's coming out on ABC? Like, it's the new Bachelor, but with the country music. I probably should since I work with, yeah. at an ABC affiliate, but well, it's, uh, it's, I, I can't say I do. Well, it's called like Listen <laughs> to My Heart or something like that. And it's coming out in April. And, and it's a show where it's like couples and they combine and they they do duets and can they make it or not? You know what uh-huh. I mean? And, okay. and, and it looks, you know, I, I'm a I'm a music fan and I was like, well, that, that looks good. And so... My wife, Wendy, was in the kitchen with my kids, and my son's like, Dad, you going to watch that? I'm like, hell yeah. And Wendy's like, are you really going to watch that? I'm like, yeah, there's no baseball on, so I got to watch some sort of competition. <laughs> not a whole lot of options here. That's what it's come to. I would not watch that for a second if we had baseball. <laughs> so so that, how are you? Like, how you been? Because I know you worked all weekend. It's definitely yes. weird because we continue to do sports. I kind of look at us as kind of that – that segment that, you know, maybe we could think about other things, you know? Yeah. It's, it's been interesting over the weekend. Uh, you know, obviously I guess we're blessed that Jadavian Clowney is taking his time as of right <laughs> now that, that he's giving us something to talk about yep. each day. So that really consumed a lot of the weekend coverage. Also did some flashbacks over the weekend NCAA tournament action. I saw that. Uh, so I enjoyed had... the one with Steph Curry. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah, the Steph Curry Number one. 30. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, I was a, I was a senior in high school when that happened and here we are flashing back to what's going on but uh it's it's just kind of just different things that were just to give people a, a break of the severity of our situation right now as as a world with this right. coronavirus but you know it's just we're just kind of get trying to get creative and viewers sent in their videos and stuff so able to run some of those and it's a it's been kind of an eclectic sports sports block but uh, right but at the same time though not a whole lot of options so it's 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 interesting times but uh we're we're trying our best i guess is is the way we put it but yeah there are a lot more serious things in the world than us going without live sports but it is a bummer that we are now 12 days without live sports that's true there's a lot more serious things and you know, I think the governor is going to put the clamp down here on uh, Monday afternoon to get I mean, because, you know, I was it was a beautiful weekend. And I think yeah. it's kind of funny 
living in this region. Are you breaking news on our uh, podcast here, Mike? No, no, that's just my <laughs> that's just my feeling. <laughs> because you know what hit me when Wisconsin did, but when Alki was full, and I saw that picture of all those people on Rattlesnake Ridge. And yep. everybody was like tweeting Governor Inslee with the shot that yeah. the guy got with the drone. I was like, "Oh my god!" What did I... What did you think of that when you saw that? Because I was immediately enraged when I yeah. saw it. And like, I usually I don't like telling people what to do. And like, I think America, we hate people telling us what to do. But it's like clearly we're going through some trying times right now. The right. the least you can do is at least try to play your part. And help us flatten the curve as best as possible. I mean, we put out the PSA on our last right. podcast of just play your part. Let's flatten yeah. the curve. And then, obviously, it's a beautiful day Saturday. It was also a beautiful Sunday. So, people are out and about doing what. I'm just like, guys, we're not going to have basketball or baseball just from seeing what happened this weekend. Well, it's just, just going to keep getting nicer. And people are going to keep doing whatever they're doing. And it's it's just it's it's really bad and pathetic to be quite honest. And then I saw your frantic tweet today. If if you all don't, <laughs> yeah. don't we're not gonna have NCAA or NFL <laughs> football. And I was like, I do not want to be around Femi if he does not have his NFL. <laughs> oh my man. god. Oh my I, god. <laughs> I live for football season. <laughs> if if the whoever's listening to this out there is is helping prevent that from happening on time. <laughs> You are now my least favorite person. I'll oh. just put it that way. And that is about as kindly as I can put it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because I, I live out that way. I don't live far from Rattlesnake Ridge. And I actually <laughs> I actually don't like crowds. And I don't like being around a lot of people. I, I yeah. like space. You know what I mean? That's why I moved to the West. I, I like space. I like the, That's why I have to be on a paddleboard in the middle of Lake Sammamish. Leave, <laughs> yeah. leave me alone. Um, but, yeah, I just was like, what, what aren't you getting? Like, even if you hike yeah. up there, if there's distancing on the trail, I don't know if there was, because that's, that's actually not an easy hike to go up to the top of Rattlesnake uh, Ledge there. Um, but even if I got there, I, I would turn right around and get the hell out of there. Like, yeah. I'm like, what is this, like Woodstock on a rock? <laughs> it looked, it looked like it. <laughs> You know? And, and, and believe me, like, it looked gorgeous. I've never been up there. But it looked really pretty. Oh, and yeah. I get why people would want to do it when it's a nice sunny day. We don't get a whole lot of those outside of our summer months. Sure. So people are trying to maximize it and take advantage of it. But it's just like we're going through a global pandemic. Right. Please listen and play your part. Like what part of those two words? Sit. Don't yeah, people understand. <laughs> like, like I have never lived through a global pandemic. <laughs> I hope to never live through another one. <laughs> but at the, the least I'm trying to do is let me play my part and be a good citizen right be selfless and then just kind of do only essential things like go to the grocery store and come right back home yep <laughs> go to work come right back home i'm not doing whatever else i want to do yeah believe me i'd love to be outside or it's a nice day or be able to go hang out with friends and all that stuff yeah. but just right now we we're, we shouldn't be doing those things unless we want our whole summer to be wiped out and under lockdown yeah, and that would really suck. Yeah, you can enjoy the weather in your backyard and never see anybody again. Yeah. You know, but I, I know my dogs are like getting more walks than, I mean, we walked them a lot anyways. Now they're they're like turning into marathon runners. They're going to be ready for the Olympics <laughs> in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening this year. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. What did you think? I, I, that just seemed like a no-brainer. More so, I think, 
when it comes to like the U.S. softball team. Remember, they were supposed to be here two yeah. weeks ago. They're yeah. going to play a little tour. They're, I mean, you know, these are elite athletes that need to stay in practice, and they're not getting that. So why would you have an Olympics? What 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 part of that do they even have to think about? What what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I I would I cut them a little slack on it just because I mean obviously money is why they were trying to hang on to it for twenty twenty, sure. and I'm sure there are a lot of logistical things that they have to kind of take uh, or at least take into account and stuff. And it's the events happening in Tokyo so now with the venues and mm-hmm. Olympic Village and all sorts of things that just sound like a nightmare for anybody that would have to ever plan something, but. I mean, it seemed like the no-brainer decision, and I'm luckily, I mean, it. They needed to have their hand forced a little bit by a couple countries, right? But they oh, eventually Canada. came yeah. to the yeah. Canada flat out said last night that we're not sending any athletes to Tokyo if these games aren't delayed because right. we don't want to we don't want to endanger our athletes. Then obviously have them come back home and then end up becoming an even bigger problem than than it already is. Right. So it's you know it's. You're glad they came to the right decision. Could it have been quicker? Yeah, it could have been done a lot quicker. Sure. But eventually, the right thing was done in 2021. And like you mentioned, just athletes training. And at least hopefully we're through this sometime in the summer or fall. Then athletes can kind of get back to that peak elite athleticism and then be able to perform at their best come 2021. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to Steph Fry on Friday. We did a Skype thing. And, you know, I was like, you guys are elite athletes. I mean, you, every day you're training at the highest level. Um, I mean, he's just like, yeah, I can only ride my Peloton bike and do individual workouts so much. I mean, he needs to be in a net taking shots, staying sharp and, you know, same for all these people, but because of the current state of affairs, they can't. So everything. And and one thing was interesting as Steph said, I mean, they're going to, they're going to need a ramp up to the season. They're going to need like a little mini training camp again. Yep. Just to get, are you going to, I mean, you don't want these. So you have all these gajillion dollar athletes. Do you want them all just to run out there and get hurt? You can't, you know, yeah, because that's... like the Mariners said last week, they're basically on their off season workouts. That's how they're, they're handling it. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I think it was the blue Jays president said that he thinks MLB would need a month. You're talking about a whole nother spring training essentially right. before getting the season going. Yeah. That, or I don't know you if know? we talked about it last week, but expand the rosters. Yeah. Allow teams to carry 10 or 12 more pitchers, knowing that guys can't go three more innings, let them get in shape, and then almost have spring training-type expectations as you begin the regular season. No one's going to go out and throw a freaking eight innings, right? Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, you throw, you throw your arm off. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, Felix Hernandez, you know, it was kind of back when he – they it was before Jerry DePoto came in. He would kind of dictate his spring effort. And we, and it would he'd take a while just to get rolling. Then he'd say, "Okay, I'm ready to pitch an inning." <laughs> and then he'd be, like, "Okay, I'm ready to pitch two. And then by the time maybe he got to like five innings, he's like, "I'm good for spring training." <laughs> so, so I mean, guys like that, they take they t- take a while. Each of them has a, it's it's it, it's crazy, like the ripple effect. I think uh, yeah. across sports, you know, and obviously we all just we all just want to go to a friend of mine. I was getting a little bummed out on the weekend. Said. You know what? When this crap is all over with, there's going to be a two and a half hour wait at restaurants. There's going to be tickets to yep. ball games you can't get, and we're all going to be okay. But it's just a matter of getting through it and and hang on to those those types of things. You know? Yeah. It's hopefully hopefully we all play our part and get through it. But that's yep. just the main thing. Because like you like 
I tweeted it out. Like, college football's in danger. I know. The NFL season's in danger. And I don't think many people understand it because we're still in March. Right. But, you know, you mentioned it. Like, OTAs has obviously been affected. Those are delayed. Mini camp is going to be delayed. You're talking about training camp is supposed to happen in middle of July, late July for most teams. That's going to be delayed. Mm-hmm. And then you start pushing a lot of these things back. And you start getting to a territory where you're pushing the start of preseason back. You're pushing the start of the regular season back. It's, if you think it sucks now, it's going to suck come Labor Day weekend where there's no college football on. Right. Or the middle of September and you're watching training camp or a preseason game. Or, that's gonna. That's really going to suck. Or my new favorite thing, <laughs> marble racing. Yeah. <laughs> when, we're, when we're watching frog leaping on ESPN, the Ocho, the Ocho. Then, then we're really going to be having some problems. <laughs> but what I was thinking about that, though, this weekend with the college game, once I saw that, you know, Jimmy Lake, like everybody had to cancel, you know, spring football and stuff. Yeah. And on, on a on a s- smaller local level, you have a guy like Jimmy Lake. He came in. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the head coach for those three weeks of bowl preparation, but they knew he was. He's very they're they're lucky in the sense you dub that they have yeah. this guy that's familiar. But really, those weeks of spring football is where he you know lays the groundwork for what it's going to be like and how the expectations are going to be when those guys show up in August. So they don't, they don't have that. You know, they, they still have yet to practice with Jimmy as the guy, right? Yep. But think about a, a Colorado. Who's, who's the head coach now in Colorado? Because Mel left, right? Didn't, yeah. Uh, Tuck, yeah. Tucker left for – Tucker left. I, I forgot who they hired. They hired he went to someone, Michigan State, uh, right? Yeah, he went to Michigan State. Right. So think, I'd have to look – I'd have to look up who they hired because they made it. They were like one of the last hires of the right. cycle. So I want to say it was like three or four weeks ago that they hired, to be honest. So think about that. Yeah, that, Carl that coach, Durrell. Carl Durrell. Okay, yeah. yeah. Carl Durrell is who they hired. Then he used and, to and be that was UCLA. Late February. He used to be at UCLA. Carl Durrell. Uh, yeah, let me check. Thank you, there. But a guy like that comes in, new players. How important, I mean, is spring football? So many coaches talk about the importance of just getting to a bowl game. Even if it's a crappy bowl game, they realize that they have three weeks of practice in December. You add that on to the spring for the guys that come back, and you have almost like a good solid six, seven weeks of of practice. So this guy is brand new. He's not going to be able to – not that I really care about Colorado football, but in in general, you're going to have this guy that comes in. His first crack at his team? is going to be in August. Yep. That's it. And then they have their curve to learn is so much smaller into a system. So it's, it's, it's fascinating what it will do to the college game and how much they, you know, those guys need, you know, reps and and things like that. I mean, yeah, you talk about Jimmy Lake. I mean, look across the state with Nick Rolovich, right? You know, he was like Leach didn't leave in the beginning of the head, head coach cycle. He left towards the end of the cycle. Mm -hmm. He was, Rolovich was hired in middle of January. And like a guy like that, it's like, yeah, all he's probably done with his team is winter conditioning. Right. He's never, he's never seen his team practice. Like at least Jimmy Lake had been at UW for a few years. He's got the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. He has the knowledge of the guys. The guys know him. Uh, He knows the recruits and he was able to kind of, I'm sure like kind of be like a co-head coach during the Las Vegas ball prep. And a guy like Rolovich has just maybe led a few winter conditionings, had some meetings with guys, mm-hmm. but he's been all over the place. I mean, he's been hanging out in Seattle half the time. It feels like doing the beers with Rolovich or whatever, right? Which is cool. This stuff, yeah, which is cool. But I mean, like he's had to make kind of the rounds and all that stuff. He's had barely any time with his team, 
and now gets no spring camp or anything like that and is just going to have to kind of hit the ground running whenever sports and any sort of normalcy gets back up and going again. Did you did you see what – and I'm a big fan. Like, you, you know, neither of us went to UW or Washington State, so that kind of puts us in a really cool spot that we could really just – hope all our teams do well you know what I mean yeah and I love I think he's a great addition just to the coaching landscape in this state but did you see what he did with the um the restaurant in Pullman where he paid for like 20 meals and just said yeah well, first people to go just tip the I mean he's a cool dude you know what no, I mean there's some he's cool things definitely he's definitely ingratiated himself with the the community and just like the program and you know you can tell that I mean they're doing like the WSU bracket of like the best WSU football moments. Right. You see him doing stuff like that. And I think Kook fans from what I've seen on social media and from the fans I've talked to, they all seem on board with him. And I mean, I'm sure I think he's a little easier to talk to than a Mike Leach. Yeah. Was. Heck, <laughs> so, I'm on board and I didn't even go to Washington state. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, 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 I think it's, there was a lot of worry once Leach left because he had a lot of success at WSU. And how do you kind of replicate that since it's tough to, to have success there, but everyone's kind of on board with Rolovich. It'll be interesting to see how it kind of plays out once we're able to get back up to sports and everything. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation for a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of coaches, athletes. I mean, we talked about the effect on seniors in high school and seniors in college spring sports, how that kind of uh, the coronavirus has thrown a wrench into what they thought was going to be the end of their right collegiate or high school athletic careers. And, that's kind of a bummer that it was last year apparently was the end of their collegiate or high, high school athletic careers. But, but yeah, it's, it's kind of some weird times that we live in, but I mean, during the weird times, I guess we, we have NFL free agency kind of just carrying us day by day. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about Connie one second, but don't all the, didn't it come out that all the spring guys and, and girls athletes, like they all get another year of eligibility. Yes, that is athletes. true. Yeah, that yeah, that'll they, be yeah, interesting. If they, if they if they choose to come back to get another year of eligibility, I don't. I'm not sure if they'll have to take a, a enroll in like a grad school type of situation or something like that right. to be able to get that extra year. Because mm-hmm. you know, you figure a lot of them are probably on track to graduate this spring. Interesting. So it's I guess if you want to come back and maybe do an extra quarter, I mean, you'll have to do an extra year of school to be able to play for the for your school there. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of a it's just a weird wrench that is thrown into a lot of people's plans and it's it's really a bummer but it's you know it's it's all for for the safety of the the general public though. yeah like there will be no college world series this year you know how much that yeah that is on in my house for like a month yeah. i mean it's it's that that that's totally crazy so um yeah, it's, it's hard to fathom you bring up the free agency why why yeah. hasn't clowny signed Tell me, tell me, Femi. Tell me on, on the Clowny Watch. Tell me, tell me what's the matter. Clowny, Clowny Watch is at day eight. <laughs> we, we are at day eight of Clowny Watch. Uh, I think that's about eight days longer than many thought it would last. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting because I, I laid out during one of my sports casts on Saturday just kind of the, the highest paid defensive ends and what they're scheduled to make in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, you're talking about the top of the market. It's 20 and a half, 21 million or so. And that's the money that Clowney is after. It's been reported. We haven't heard him specifically say that, but from the re- people who are quote unquote close to the situation, they're able, they're saying that the guy's reportedly asking for 20 million. And that's why this has taken so long. And when you see that, 
I get why he would ask for that much money. I mean, the sack numbers aren't there, but he's disruptive and he creates a lot of pressure. Yeah. Sacks can kind of sacks can be random, and 2019 might have been an unlucky year for Jadavian Clowney in terms of bringing the quarterback down. He might have m- maybe helped create the pressure that eventually brought him down, and another guy got the sack. Or it, it's it's kind of a random year to only have three and a half sacks based on his pass rush win rate being second in the league according to some of the advanced statistics. So he's obviously still getting to the quarterback. He's just not bringing the quarterback down. Yeah. But it, it's it, – he's stuck on – if he's stuck on that $20 million number, it's going to take moving some mountains and crossing some 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 rivers that are wide right. <laughs> for some sort of bridge to be uh, gapped here because right now from what the reports and the rumors are saying is maybe the Seahawks offered $18 million to begin with and – I mean, heck, over the weekend, there was talk of a two-year $27 million deal that might get agreed upon Saturday night. Mm -hmm. That never came to fruition, but it sounds like a lot of people think that the deals that are out there or that are being offered are in the 13 to $15 million range, which at this point, Clowney is in no hurry to agree to. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, with just kind of the state of the times. I think we maybe touched on this last week was, you know, he's not going to get on a plane anytime soon for a physical, you yeah. know, I think we talked about right, right with Brady, like agreeing on the doctor. So, yeah. I mean, how much does he want to reveal of like, how, how is he technically from, from that? I mean, that, that, that's a core surgery that everything happens in sports from your core. Right. Yep. I mean, that's, that's the, the main cog in the wheel, so to speak. Um, yeah. I mean, we talked to him toward the end of the season, the playoffs, yeah. you know, and like every, during his media sessions, he looked, like he was in pain. Right. He was just talking. Imagine playing right. a sport. <laughs> Ouch. Just painful. So, I mean, it may be that whole the process that he's not able to be a part of now because of the current state of affairs with the coronavirus. It might yeah. actually benefit the Seahawks in, yeah. the, in the way the whole thing plays out. I, I don't know. But one thing that I've been, I'm curious to kind of see how it plays out is what if Clowney is in no rush? Because you think about it, he just just had, he just had core surgery. He was already probably not going to do any spring activities. If let's say Mm. we lived in a COVID-19 free world, there was no global pandemic going on. There's, he's likely not going to participate in OTAs. He was not going to probably participate in mini camp. So you talk about that's all the way through June to July. He might have started training camp on the pup list. You know, that's true. it's like yeah, that's a great point. With that in mind, what if he's like, okay, I clearly can't get a physical right now because I can't visit team facilities. What? Why am I in a rush? What if I wait until middle of training camp, whenever that starts? That could be August. It could be September. What if he waits until that time to eventually sign and? At that point, he might get the money he's looking for, maybe. Yeah. It's... You know, because I'm always of the mindset of right now, NFL teams, they hold all the cards because we're going through free agency. We're about mm-hmm. to go through a draft. Teams can – they have options. Once you get to training camp, the options are few and far between. Right. And if you're in training camp and you realize, hey, our defensive ends aren't good. Right. Why wouldn't you pick up the phone and call Jadavian <laughs> Clowney and say, hey, one year, 20 million, sign in five Boom. minutes? Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially in the, the closer you get to the season, the more desperate these teams are. I mean, we see guys, I mean, heck, the Houston Texans 
look at what they traded Jadavian Clowney to the Seahawks for. Right. Because they were desperate because they knew they weren't going to get anything. Mm-hmm. The closer to the season you are, the more desperate these teams are and the more they feel that, hey, we're just one piece away. Or if we can just get this one guy, because there's no more draft. The draft has already happened. If if Clowney, it might be in his best interest to just wait this thing out and just stay on the open market the whole summer. Yeah, and, and it's inevitable a lot of the time someone loses a defensive end or a player the first week of training camp to some stupid injury. Exactly. You know, they get the turf caught, they tear their ACL. I mean, who knows, right? Exactly. It happens every year, yeah. an unexpected injury every single year. So-and-so out for the year because they got hurt in the third day of training camp. Right. <laughs> and then here comes Jadavian Clowney saying, oh, you need some help now. Who was that? All right. Was it a guy <laughs> on the Bears? I, I Recently. They lost a guy like on the third or fourth day. Yeah. Oh, it's it's happened so many times. I can't even count. I mean, there's ones of like I think Terrell Suggs. Yeah. Uh, Torres Achilles like a five or six years ago in mini camp. Like there's there seems to be something that happens every year. A non-contact injury. A guy going through a non-contact drill. Boom. Done for the whole. Yeah. Game. That's crazy. It, it's 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 really unfortunate that it happens. But I mean, if you're Clowney, you can almost bank on that, and you can bank on just the desperation of one of these 32 teams, because all it takes is one. That's what we've been saying since free agency started. It just takes one team to offer him the money he wants. And maybe he, and granted he said he wants to go to a contender. He's tired of playing on bad teams. He wants to go to a contender. So maybe that limits his pool a little bit, which is why he didn't go to the Dolphins. Which is why he didn't. Cause yeah, cause there was a report from the Houston reporter that came out to the Dolphins discussed a $17 million a year deal for Clowney. And he said, no, because first of all, it's below his twenty, and first of all, the Dolphins, or second of all, rather, the Dolphins are in the current rebuild mode. Yeah, the Dolphins but are the Dolphins. <laughs> the Dolphins are the Miami Dolphins, even though there is no state income tax in Florida. Right. The Dolphins are still the Dolphins. <laughs> but, but what if let's say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just picked up the greatest quarterback of all time, they seem to be in a pretty good position. What if they end up giving him a, a call and said, "Hey, Clowney." We'll offer you that same seventeen, or maybe we'll give you eighteen million for this one season. Mm-hmm. You have a prove it deal. You're going to be playing on a high profile team because Tom Brady's on that team, so you know they're going to be in a lot of high profile games. You have a chance to make the most of this year, and then you go out onto the open market. Why? Why not do that? Right. Right. When it when a ring potentially, you never know. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might win a ring. You might be the missing piece to a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that their offense looks like it's going to be really good, mm-hmm. depending on how Brady plays. He is forty three and has been fighting off Father Time, but I mean, there's no indications that he's going to be terrible next year. But why not be maybe the missing piece to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team on a prove it deal, and then just do this over again the next year because maybe you play all of twenty twenty healthy, and now your stock is right back up to where you wanted it right. to be, and then you get paid. And I, I think like there's right now he has no leverage, but I think the longer it plays out and into the summer, I think he can gain some leverage just off of the desperation of some of these teams. So we'll have Clowney watch for like the next three months. And don't be shocked if you hear us say day sixty-seven of Clowney watch. <laughs> <laughs> he might, he's either going to sign in five minutes while we're recording this podcast, or he's going to sign. August twenty third <laughs> to some contender. <laughs> Day sixty seven in Clowney. Oh my god, that would be classic. Oh it, goodness. Yeah, it, it it's just all sorts. Of, I mean, there's no 
I mean, there's no requirement for him to sign with the team. No. And teams will clearly sign him. I'm sure he's not going to be worrying yeah. about money. I mean, no, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he's, he got 50, he got fifteen million dollars last year on the franchise. Yeah, now. I think he's okay. So, yeah, I think he's doing okay. Unless, I mean, I don't. He doesn't give off the vibe that he's living a lavish lifestyle. So I think he's, I think he's doing okay right now, and can can go without being on a team at the moment. I mean, it's not like he would have been playing, or I mean, heck, nobody can do anything right now with the social distancing going on. But even if there wasn't, he would likely miss all of the spring activities because he's recovering from core surgery. Right. So, while the core surgery is kind of bottoming out his market now, he might use that as an excuse to maybe, hey, I'm going to wait, and mm-hmm. somebody might be desperate later on down the road, and heck, there's there's that one-year deal, and it's almost like another franchise tag, and then another chance to then get paid the, the following March. Wow. That makes sense. Let's, let's... Yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's early right now to kind of go with that, but it's it's something that's kind of been in the back of my mind the last few days with some of the reported offers of $13 million. Because, I mean, $13 million for a player like Jadavian Clowney, that is a steal. Mm-hmm. I looked it up on the on Spotrack that, that if he signed a $13 million a year deal, it would be, I think, 12th or 13th among defensive ends. Oh, wow. Like, like that is well below what he should be getting paid. Right. And if that's the case, maybe hold off. Yeah, why not? If you don't think you have your value. It's, it's, it, it, it still is kind of um... – wacky to think that if the Seahawks bring back Jaron, they bring back Clowney, let's say they just get a stud defensive lineman or another end. Bruce Irvin yep. has like the the greatest comeback year of his life. That was what was I would say a liability at the end of last season just becomes like, you know, one of the That's better great. defensive lines in the NFL. Cause you know the Niners, you know, they don't have a ton of draft picks coming up this year. And so they kind of, we kind of know what they have. And then they, they lost to Forrest and they, he, he went to the Colts for, for a yeah. trade. So he's kind of a nasty guy as far as how he plays. So I, I don't know. I mean, I hope they bring him back. I, I, I enjoy him, but oh, it's yeah. going to take a while. It's just going to take a while. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's a, a very fun guy to talk to in the locker room. Uh, was always engaging, yeah. always seemed to have a, have good spirits. So it would be fun to have him back. You know, he was a fun player to cover. As I'm sure John Schneider, Pete Carroll, they're I'm sure working the phones, or mm-hmm. maybe they're just they have the offer out there. But we do, I mean, we do know they have been working the phones with the the news that broke this afternoon. We did get some news that they might have a new cornerback in town here, as the Seahawks agreed to a deal with the Washington Redskins to acquire Quentin Dunbar for a fifth round draft. Quentin Dunbar. Quentin. Dunbar. This is all new to me. When did this happen? It happened uh, this afternoon. It was around three uh, thirty or so. I was. I think I was still um, actually just digesting your tweet of possibly no NFL or NCAA football. <laughs> I, I know so, that was heavy. Yeah, I know. I know that was heavy. But yeah, Quentin Dunbar. There you go. You can you can lead your sports cast. Wow. <laughs> so so the, the uh, our friend Brady, I'm sure you got the specs here too. But mm-hmm. he's 27. Yep. Trey Flowers. Need a little help on the right side. Hmm. Eleven starts last season. Yeah, he uh, four interceptions a year ago, mm-hmm. which would, that would have led the Seahawks last year. Right. Uh, he has nine career interceptions, so he, he's a guy that it looks like he can play right corner, left corner. He's played a little bit of inside as well for Washington. So seems like he's a, a flexible guy. He's fits the mold of what the Seahawks look for in a corner. Six one, six one and a half, about 
a buck ninety, two hundred pounds. So he's big, long guy that they usually like. Right. Uh, so he has a physical profile. He has enough production. Uh, he had a decent amount of passes defended. So he's a converted receiver. Where have you heard that before? Yeah, seriously. Sherman. <laughs> a converted receiver coming out of college who then stuck on as a cornerback and has carved out a pretty good career for him. He has one year left on his contract. That's the interesting part mm. is that he's, he'll be set to make $3.5 million, has about a $4 million and change cap number for 2020. So he'll be a free agent next year. So you wonder if with both Shaquille Griffin and now Quentin Dunbar in the last years of their contracts, mm-hmm. they might be fighting it out in the competition to see who gets an extension. You yeah, know, it's, it's, no, it's no guarantee that they re-sign Shaquille Griffin. Um, I mean, we haven't heard of any sort of extension talks this summer since this is the first, or rather the spring, this is the first year that yeah. he's eligible for an extension. But who knows? It, it, it could be good, healthy competition for a, a secondary that was lackluster last year, especially before uh, Quandre Diggs showed up. Right. But, uh, I mean, now you have Diggs, you have Quentin Dunbar, who's another veteran guy. Shaquille Griffin, is he, if he continues to get better – you're looking at a pretty steady secondary yeah. that can maybe make this defense a little bit better in 2020. Definitely. And they like those guys in the long arms. Yep. That's their, that's, that's, that's what they like, but that, yeah, I mean, they must see something and, and there's, there's definitely a process there for them. But I mean, I always think that Schneider's like Gollum with his draft picks. Precious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't think he ever wants to like go. So to, to give up a fifth rounder for him, that's yep, we give him a, That's an instant which, player, you know. It, yeah, and and I tweeted it out not too long ago, but I'm I'm just like, anytime you can trade a day three draft pick for a starter, do it. You know, like I mean, like how often do these day three draft picks turn into starters or key contributors? It's it's the percentages are not that high. I mean, obviously you have your Richard Sherman's, your Cam Chas- Cam Chancellors, and those are all time needle in the haystack type right of but the percentages more often than not tell you that this player is going to be out of the league in three to four years so if you can get a use a day three draft pick especially with the washington redskins who have gone over a whole regime change outside of their owner mm-hmm. they probably don't value quentin dunbar because he's not one of their own guys sure ron rivera being out there now so hey it's like hey ron rivera uh, you know, Quentin Dunbar, yeah, you won't need him. Here's a fifth-round draft pick. Thank you very much. Yeah, and there could be a lot. Like you said, that that franchise is just a gong show sometimes, the amount of coaches they've gone through and yeah. crappy stadium they play in, personally, I think so. Um, and and just that whole culture there is – I mean, Pete, at, at his core, Pete Carroll is, is a defensive back. So yep. they, they take a lot of pride in these guys that they have. And maybe to have a guy like that come in where – you know, DB play is such a, a a key component of their defense, and to be in that type of culture, you know, you may see the best year ever from this guy just based on where he's going. You know what I mean? I I, I think so far. I mean, we'll see what happens with the clowny stuff, but so far this is the best move they've made um, yeah. this week. Yeah, I think I think it's a you're getting a starting level player. You're not giving up much when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you look at the Seahawks their past draft picks since 2016, they haven't drafted a pro bowler outside of Michael Dixon, mm, who's the punter. Right. So it's, it's like none of these players have come to, to live up to a high level. So might as well add another starting level kind of guy who can 
raise the competition of a, Sha- a Shaquille Griffin, raise the competition of a Trey Flowers, mm-hmm. and just kind of just bring in more guys and a guy who's a veteran who's seen the league for five years. And hey, now that's another guy that can help out with a Quandre Diggs. And before you know it, you might have something rolling there. That's right. Hey, our, our producer Kevin stopped by. He's violating my social distancing. Yeah, I was like, I was like, we're doing the pod now six, from re- six remote. Feet. Yeah, what's going <laughs> on, Kev? Femi and I are just <laughs> finishing up the podcast. Nice. Yeah, we're talking about Seahawks made a trade today for a defensive back. Clowney remains unsigned, and uh, we'll take a look at the new Rams logo, ugly or not, <laughs> and, a, and and a, and a challenge, a challenge for us all. In these times, to stay inside the, the push-up challenge. Every time something aggravates you, <laughs> oh, the, oh, we have push-ups. not touched on the push-up challenge. Yeah, yeah we have not touched on that. Yeah, I want to see Kevin do that. Come on, give me twenty. <laughs> give me two. Give me two. Oh my gosh! Yeah, one of these. A friend of mine out in North Bench. He started this thing. I, all sorts of people are doing different things, right? But yeah. um, every every time you get aggravated, make something positive out of it. Just do twenty push-ups. There you, there you go. go. I think I owe like a hundred uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> See what we can do during these times. Definitely. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, hey man, great talking to you. I, I, uh, you're off. Are you off Tuesday and Wednesday? Yeah, we yeah. can't let the public know all my plans. No. But yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going from podcast to Mike and yeah. Femi talking. Yeah, Femi yeah. and Ferrari is going to turn into Mike yeah. and Femi's actual exactly. daily podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I say we do another one of these Thursday. Yeah. Well, yeah, Thursday we can fire another one up. I'm sure we'll be on day nine or or ten of Clowny Watch at that point. But if if we're not, and there's been some moves that are made, maybe there's an emergency one that needs to occur uh, Tuesday or Wednesday as well. We'll see how it all unfolds. <laughs> emergency <in> pod. Emergency clowny pod. It might need to happen. Hey, you never know. Hey, you know, if you want to do it, I'm, you know where to find me, right? <laughs> hey, well, well, social distancing, whether you're off or you're working, it all feels the same at this Seriously, point. Seriously, man. <laughs> Definitely. No doubt. <laughs> That's a good one to leave it on. Mike. Right, but yeah, for the folks obviously listening, Subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, whichever your friendly podcast service of choice is. Uh, Femi and Ferrari is the place to be, and we appreciate all the support that we're getting. Thanks, man. All right, Michael. Talk to you soon.